unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. So, first things first, um, with Twitter slowly imploding, we kind of talked about, hey, Sean, hello, Russell. Thanks, Sean. Uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, finding an alternate place for the community. What we did was we talked about Discord, but you have to download software for that, and the learning curve on that might not be so good for people. So what we did is we decided to do a Reddit sub for people. Um, we just started it this past week. Uh, it is called Essentially Forgotten, courtesy of Blame Tag. It is excellent shirt. You see right there the actual web address. The actual web address is also going to be in the description of the video. It's public at the moment. Go sign up if you're interested. Come hang out, introduce yourself or whatnot. So we got that going on. Also, too, so one of the new things I wanted to add is headlines. So tonight I'm introducing a segment called Headlines and Headaches. All the articles listed on these uh, screens will be in the description of the video for you people to go read or whatnot. They obviously are going to involve retail, customer service, things like that. So without any further ado, here we go. Headlines and headaches. Uh, today's news, uh, one of the big ones, Target shares plunge after retailer reports profit decline warns of soft holiday quarter. That's from CNBC. Retailers have scaled way back on seasonal help for Christmas. This is a challenging season at the best of times, but preserving the customer's experience and perception that a store is thriving is important. Sure. Uh, this one is real good at fortune. Inside the Walmart boardroom, when they finally raised wages and how Wall Street rebelled. I highly recommend you check that one out because Walmart made the push to raise wages. And guess what? Wall Street didn't like it. Surprise, surprise. This one is courtesy of Blame Tag. This is a Wall Street Journal opinion piece. The decline of work. When you slack off and withhold your human capital, you steal from everyone. Um, that's a load of shit, but okay. Uh, another one, how IKEA plans to help employees in crisis. Uh, that's definitely worth a read. Retailers must prioritize their employees' financial security ahead of a crucial quarter. As it is known in the retail industry, the golden quarter of October and December often comes to the aid of many retail businesses hoping to end the year with strong sales. I love the fact that they're trying to prioritize, you know, employees' financial security. I think that's extremely important, especially if you don't want to bail on you on fourth quarter. Then from Capital in Maine, while Walmart workers are still broke. Author Rick Wartzman's new book examines how improvements in pay by the retail giant fall far short of what the society owes workers. And then this one, well, I think we're all pretty much familiar with at the moment. Amazon plans to lay off 10,000 employees as losses mount. Report. And what's amazing is also in the news, we saw where Jeff Bezos was going to donate a large sum of money, if I'm not mistaken, to Dolly Parton for her to donate to charity. You're laying off 10,000 people. I think that'd be a pretty good charity to, uh, pass your money out to but who am i right and then this one was great do you guys want to see some quiet quitting liquor land employee takes nap on floor behind cash register the shop is open right now i'm going to take a nap yeah that's kind of bad for a lot of us in the industry because it kind of makes the argument of quiet quitting look as bad as the mainstream media tries to play it off to be, but you can't account from people doing stupid things, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And this, these last two are really, really important. And I really want everybody to check these out. The first one's from fortune. It's not just you. People really are being more rude lately. Mm -hmm. And then from the Harvard Business Review, frontline workers are punching bags for customer frustration and anger. Here's what leaders should be doing to better protect them. So there we go. Headlines. Um, that's going to be something that I do going forward. 
you know, there are articles that I think everybody, if you're concerned about working in the business and whatnot, the things we do, they're definitely worth checking out and worth the read. Like I said, all the links to the articles will be in the description of the video after it goes live. Um, another thing that we need to get out of the way is we have a sponsor. And so shout out to Blaine Tag and the Serving Times, the official sponsor of the Retail War Zone. Hard-hitting, hard-hitting satirical journalism at its finest, five stars, Andrew Puzder. He's not here. He doesn't see this right now, and when he does, it's going to be great because I highly suggest you guys look up who Andrew Puzder is. So having said that, we'll take a look in the chat here. Um, Hybrid says, Irish, you said they didn't have credit scores that way, right? And Irish responded, correct. We don't have them in the same way you do. Happy to elaborate if you want to know more. Nice. Okay, so the topic at hand. Customers that are too comfortable in the store you work in. Now, these people aren't everywhere, okay? Typically, you're going to find these type of folks in smaller towns, in local grocery stores, probably local Dollar Generals, you know, local, you know, thrift stores, things like that, you know, small community. It's, you're not going to see a lot of people like walk into Target, you know, kind of acting this way. But it's something I've thought of for quite a while, and I've seen it a lot, you know, in these smaller businesses where you've got customers that they've been shopping there forever. I mean, and, and you know, that's important. You won't return business. I mean, that that's cool. I mean, you know, return business means you're either the only one there doing something or you know, the service and the product mix is good enough that these people continue coming back. But the thing you start to see with some of these folks is they've been shopping there forever. You know, several days a week, they come to shop. They've seen managers come. They've seen managers go. They've seen remodels. They've seen all sorts of stuff. They've been there since the store broke ground. But for some reason, you have a segment of these customers who walk in who feel like, they have some sort of say-so in the organization, how you do things. They, fit, they, they go where they're not supposed to go. And it's annoying. I mean, it's absolutely awful. You know, you have customers that have been long-term shoppers who feel like they're entitled to walk into your stock room. No, you're not. Employees only. Just because you've shopped there since, quote-unquote, God was a child, you're not an employee. Stay out. And these people literally come and go thinking this. They feel like their opinion on a change that's made in the store, that their opinion is should be listened. The president of the company should be listening to them, and they should be making changes. And it's annoying as hell because who the fuck do these people think they are? I mean, like, really? And then, you know, employees come and go. And I'm a very, once I get in the mode or hit my flow and I'm working, I'm working. I typically only work at one speed, which is fast. I'm, I, I don't think I look approachable at all when I'm working. Um, but yet, here come people. And they want to talk about their life or they want to talk about the prices, or they didn't want to talk about how we moved something from one side of the store to the other, and whatnot. And I'm sitting there, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't care. But they do. They really do believe in their minds that their opinion really does matter. And then you've got managers who have to sit there and listen to this shit and be nice when, you know, in their head they're thinking, could you please go on? And these same customers too, you know, they'll come in and they'll find employees and they'll just start talking, carrying on conversations. And, you know, you're trained as, you know, working customer service, you try to be nice and whatnot. All of a sudden you're getting somebody's life story. And I don't understand why people feel like a store is the place to go. I mean, I get it. Maybe they're lonely. Okay, cool. Go to church or something. I, I don't know. I mean, don't come to a place of business where people are working and where usually a handful of them are miserable being there anyway, coming to look for friendship and fellowship. No, stop. 
you know, I think it was you, Adria, who was talking about the person who walked back into where the, the cutter was. Is that correct? You know, it, number one, they're an accident waiting to happen. But when you get people who, like, walk through the stockroom door and start looking around or looking for an employee, and you have to remind them, um, you're, you're not allowed to be back here. But And they get offended. It's like, well, I've been shopping here since, like, 1927. I don't care. I don't care if you've been shopping here since Genesis. Don't give a shit. You know, mind your business. You know, and it's kind of funny. These same people do that. Boy, they'd be awful pissed off if we just showed up their house and walked in their front door. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm I'm looking to see if you got some knives, some sugar, or what? Yeah, they, uh, uh-uh. uh, it doesn't work that way for them. It, it's not reciprocated. That's for damn sure. Um, Hybrid says, has anyone besides me actually told a customer to their face that they must be lonely? No, I have not, but I've thought it, and my face has probably said it, but they've never come out of my my mouth. You know, um. <laughs> Hybrid says, according to the customer yelling about tampons 30 feet away, I'm unapproachable too. Um, Adria, you are correct. One word for entitlement. And yes, it is dangerous. Um, Russell says, I've made good friends at stores I worked at. Well, I mean, some people do. But, you know, I'm kind of a wild card because I was a store manager for so long. And now I'm just an hourly schmo. And I'm like, it, it irritates me even more. We're there working. We are there working. And I'll say, you know, I'll be nice, obviously. I'm not going to be rude to somebody. But people will start talking to me, and finally at one point I'm like, okay, I fully understand, and I literally will walk off. And I that's, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for the jibba-jabba. Hello, Blame Tag. Uh, you missed your shout-out for the sponsorship. I'll send it to you after episode. Um Sean says, when I work game day for the Buffalo Bills, I would always get the folks that prefaced everything with, I'm a season ticket holder for X number. Yeah, boy, that, yeah, that hits home because, you know, all of a sudden they've built that organization, right? The the Buffalo Bills would not be in existence if it wasn't for season ticket holders. I know, I'm pretty sure they'll find somebody else to buy the tickets. And, and, you know, that brings up a good point, too. Season tickets kind of lends itself to an entitlement in itself. You know, I'm I'm a Clemson fan, right? And we have IPTE, which is their annual thing where you donate X amount a year. And and there are Clemson fans who, who feel like we paid all this money, the coaches should listen to us. Uh, no, they shouldn't. You're not the boss. And <clears throat> and I can't really, you know, bring myself to tell somebody, hey, you must be lonely. And we and we have some repeat offenders. Now, what's really interesting is, is the place I work. You know, I worked there straight out of high school. There's customers that are still shopping there that were shopping there in 1989. And they still come through and they still shop quietly. They get their shit and they go home. So think about how many years that is, right? They're not coming in there, walking in the stock rooms and shit. But we have like a handful of customers who literally feel like they can do whatever they want to in that store. And no, you can't. And I wish there was some sort of like punishment, you know, that could be fun for the employees. Like shoot them with like a Nerf gun or it's just something like get out. You know, some polite way to be like, you're not that important. And, you know, going back to what Adrian French said, entitlement. It really is. And it, it drives me bonkers seeing people come into a, a place of business and feel like they've got some stroke. And I also wonder, too, if it kind of goes hand in hand with the customer was always right bullshit. Because, you know, now you've got people who think they're like part of the foundation of the organization. And then you're, they're supposed to always be right. No, 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 no. That's not how that shit works. Um, here is to spray them with a the sink nozzle. That'd be fun. But what kind of person does that? I mean, seriously. I, I've i been shopping. There's several places that I shopped for a long time. I mean, God, I spent more than a fair share of money at Guitar Center before I worked there. I never walked in and said, hey, um, y'all need to give me a discount because I buy so much shit. And that's another business that 
suffers from that is if, you know, people that buy a lot of music gear, they'll go into stores feeling like that store would fall to the ground if they did not spend the money they spend. And then they feel like it entitles them to, you know, a discount. No. And then again, these same people who think they're so important to the building are the same ones that are going to bitch they have to use self-checkout. Go figure. You act like you're part of the foundation. Well, hey, do what our cashiers do. Go ring your own shit up. Have fun. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adria says, I turned around to see a customer right behind me in the cheese department, and I had a large knife in my hand because I was cutting a large willow brie. Oh, yeah. It, see, that exact kind of stuff. And, um, you know, the, the stockroom thing really bothers me, to be honest with you. I mean, not that where I work is, like, extremely dangerous or anything, but, you know, Cranky was telling a story on Twitter when we were talking about this, about people coming into the warehouse. You know, in, in places like that where she works, warehouses are extremely dangerous. You know, so what happens? I mean, you know, customer walks back there, gets hurt. I mean, what are they going to do? Um, Iris says, none of these customers would have worked retail. That's the sad part. That's not true. Some of them have. I know for a fact. And they also feel like because they have, they know what they're doing too. It's just like a combination of bullshit. It's like, get out. Russell says, I think I just have that mom and pop store in me. I'm very shy outside of work, but while at work, I'm totally different. I mean, and that's good for you. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. And, and, you know, I don't want everybody to think that everybody's negative. You know, you have some great customers that are return customers that come in that they're, they're just a joy to be around. It, But there's a difference between those folks and the ones that are entitled feel like they have a say-so in what goes on in the building. You know, and the mom-and-pop store thing, I, I get that. But those times are long gone. And those kind of people that you're dealing with are going, they're not going to be around forever. But we're going to have a much more bigger influx of people who are entitled thinking that their way is the only way than the good ones. Hybrid says, customers walking behind me on the sales floor when it's obvious I'm trying to lift something heavy and might accidentally hit them. Oh, oh same. You know, we talked, I think there was a, a thread on Twitter about pulling pallets. You're pulling a big ass pallet onto the sales floor and people see it and they, oh, I'm just going to get, I'm going to walk right in front of you or I'm going to, I'm going to see you coming. I'm going to walk in front of you and we'll stop. You got to slam on the brakes. You know, you're like, you're about to collapse this pallet on yourself and the customer. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, it's on, or how many stores have, you know, if you need assistance, please get an associate on like a really high shelf or whatnot. And we see people climbing on shelves and shit, trying to get stuff. I mean, why? Why? I mean, you know, they, they, that once again goes to prove that, that they can't read signs. The only time they're ever going to read signs is if the price is wrong. I will tell you that. Um, pulling a pile of water. Yeah. Um, oh, another one. Uh, hero brings up walking in front of shopping carts being pushed, like when, you know, maybe a bagger or an employee at another store that has shopping carts is going outside and getting the carts and pushing them in, and you've got like seven or eight. And all of us know, like she said, they don't have brakes. And it's a precarious situation pushing several shopping carts. And if somebody walks in front of that, shit. You can get mowed down several times because once one gets loose and they go flying, no, that's, that's not good at all. But what do you guys think? I mean, where do you think it comes from? You know, is it that they've just been taught that, you know, the customer's always right and that their money means more than all the other money that's spent in that store? I mean, where where does someone get this idea that they can do whatever they want in the store just because they shop there a lot? Or they can tie up and associate after associate after associate talking to them about random bullshit that none of the associates care about. You know, they're hampering productivity. You know, and that's another thing. These people come into stores, they hamper productivity. 
They keep people from doing their jobs. And they're going to be the same one that says nobody wants to work. Yeah, nobody wants to work around you because you won't let them work. <laughs> um, grocery work during Thanksgiving be torture. People freak out if they can't find the exact turkey they want. Oh, let me tell you. When you're... <laughs> When you run out of cranberry sauce and a customer asks, are you out of cranberry sauce? And you say yes. And this customer literally responds, but this is America. You're 100% correct about grocery work during Thanksgiving. And actually, it's not just Thanksgiving. It's all the way through the end of the year. It's all the way through Christmas dinners. You know, especially when there were all the shortages over the past couple of years. Man, these people be ready to fight. And, you know, blame tag, and I joked about it. You know, if I could have got a hold of a case of cranberry sauce last year, man, I could have sold that shit on the black market, can by can. At at least probably $5 a can. Easy. Because these people are ready to throw down over some nasty jail crap in a can. Go go buy some Jello, some red Jello, and just call it a day and say that's cranberry sauce. Leave it at that. It's a lot cheaper too. Um, Hybrid says the moment you tell them welcome in, yeah, right. Oh, and this is another one. A pet peeve, hero. Uh, where does someone think it's okay to bring a non-service animal into a place with food? When did that shit start? Once again, I think it comes down to the customer is always right, and you're not allowed to piss off a customer because. I've seen a lot of dogs come into a lot of businesses that are not service dogs at all, you know, and I, why? I mean, I'd love to see the legalities of how it would turn out if a customer brings their dog into a store. Okay. It's not a service animal and some little kid just happened. Oh, it's a puppy. And this animal like bots this kid's face off. Who's at fault? Who, who's who's paying that bill? Somebody's losing their job for one thing, but the corporate entity should be in trouble for not putting their foot down saying, hey, this doesn't happen unless it's a service dog, you know, or a service animal. They can't come in, especially to Hero's point, a place that serves food. You know, if you have a deli or you have an open bar, like a salad bar or something like that, no. Andrea says, I've seen a dog start licking products on the bottom shelf. The one thing I will say, though, is we've all seen children licking products on the shelf, too. So maybe that's, that's you know, kind of the reason it's allowed because we don't ban children. So um, I guess we can't ban dogs. I don't know. Maybe you ban the parents. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, you've got these places, like, if you go into, like, the mall, and, you know, they've got the candy store where you get the candy by, like, the pound, and you got these little barrels or whatnot. Can you imagine the amount of child cooties in that? It is not. It can't be hygienic at all. It's got to be awful. Awful. Sean says, retail is one of those places where you get all kinds of sources of entitlement. Someone having a bad day and just one more random thing sets them off while they're in your store. Some rich prick who looks down on your place of work or your staff. Someone who knows someone who works there and thinks that means they're the skeleton key to every door in the place. Yeah, that's it. That is it. You know, these kind of customers we're talking about, you really only see in, in you know, local businesses. Um, you know, bigger change, you don't really see it. You know, you definitely see the entitled prick thing in those. But, you know, specifically, I just don't understand what thought process somebody can have that they honestly believe or feel like since they've shopped somewhere for a decade plus that they have a say so. I mean, you know, and, and how do they feel like it's they're not a disruption? I mean, when they come in and they're stopping people from doing the job they're being paid to do, or things like that. Why? Why? Why, why do you folks do this? I, I You know, I, I don't understand. You know, come get your products, check out, go home. Leave people alone. Let everybody work. You know, we'll all be nice to you. We'll say, hey, have a great day, et cetera, et cetera. We're not there to hear a story. Just keep it moving. But why do you feel like you can come in, 
and monopolize everybody's time. Why? It makes no sense. You're not special. Don't care what your mama told you. You're not that special. Sorry. Um, Hero says, my current favorite. You should put a limit on how much people can buy so I can get enough when I come in. Yep. Um, Adria says uh, they're in their retail therapy zone, and if you get in their way, you're harshing their buzz. Fuck their buzz. <laughs> Go get high somewhere else on something else. We, we, we just trying to get shit done. Irish says, this type of customer mistakes familiarity with friendship, I think. Just because we talk every day doesn't mean I care what you think. I, I think that pretty much nails it. You know, <coughs> and I mean, like I said, it's not all customers. We we have great customers that come in that we talk to that we don't mind talking to because they haven't made it weird for one thing. And they haven't cornered you. It becomes a natural progression in conversation. You know, building a relationship, so to speak, of some sorts. Not these people who come in and just be, you will regurgitate whatever at, you know, an epic force and flow, and you have to sit there and take it. So there's there's a difference between the two, right? And typically the ones that we consider the good ones, they're not the ones that are asking for anything. They're just genuinely nice people. They're, they're just kind of hanging out and doing their thing. And a lot of them typically, I think you find the ones that are the good ones are the ones that acknowledge what people are doing, acknowledge that people are working hard, acknowledge that, you know, there's people that sweep the floor, people that keep the stocks, you know, the, the shelf stock, things like that. Those people are decent people. The ones that are irritating are the ones that feel like they can monopolize everybody's time because they spend so much money there. It's like, it's almost like they're paying for therapy, right? But we're not therapists. Not our job. Um, good point, hybrid, because they've run off everyone in their lives because they're terrible people who know we're, who know we're forced to be nice. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, Hero says, on the opposite side, directly looking at you when you mandatory greet them and look the other way or straight, ignore it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's another thing, too. When you are greeting somebody or being nice, and they just blow you off or they look at you, you know, down their nose or whatnot, like you're not worth anybody's time. I mean, that, that is the opposite side. But those people typically aren't the ones coming in, busting in your stock room and acting like they own the joint. So they're usually one and done. You know, whatever. You don't see them that much. Um, Sean says, the customer that loves to chat doesn't take a breath to allow you to get a word in and keeps you with that lingering feeling that you can't interrupt them and have to stand there and listen to every word. See, I stopped that years ago. There will reach a point to where I say, I, you know, I fully understand. Have a great day and completely walk off. Don't care. And if that offends them, tough shit. I got work to do, you know. Um, and, and, and these people, I mean, or, or they come up and just like randomly touch you or like put their hand on your, your shoulder or something. I did not ask anybody to touch me. You, you, if you're in here touching people, you're way too comfortable. You know, we gonna chop your hand off. Um, hero says, I shall, how's your mama? Um, Adria, these are the people that tell you to go check in the back when you tell them you're out of something. Yep. Yep. Now, that's one thing that was discussed um, on Twitter. When they tell you to check in the back, and you know it's not back there, is when you should be able to grab them by their wrists and say, okay, come on, let's go to this magical back you talk about, and let me show you. You know, that would be fun. I'm okay with that. I, I guarantee they wouldn't ask you to check in the back again after that. Especially if it was like a horrible stalker run. They probably go, oh, my God, I can't believe you work in these conditions. Yeah, shut up. We can't find what you want. You think you can find anything back here? But, yeah, the check in the back people are horrible. And, um, and, and you know, a lot of us in these businesses, I mean, we know what's in our back room. We know. We know, right? And you could tell somebody, oh, well, ma'am, sir, we, we, we just don't have it. And they will demand you to go back to the back, even though you 110% know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you don't. 
And at that point, you just go to the back and hang out for a little bit. Make them wait. You know, make, make them sweat. You know, I, I looked everywhere. We, we, we just don't have anything. I'm sorry. Too bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. <clears throat> and, you know, going into, you know, to everybody's point that's talking about grocery, you know, starting about next week, boy, it's going to be like the Hunger Games. It, it's, it's about to get rowdy. It's about to get, you know, we're going to be back into that, well, this is America bullshit. And um, it's every man and woman for themselves. You know, it, it's, I told somebody, I'm like, you're not ready for this. You have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> and, you know, and then again, I was like, none of us are ready for this. Because for some reason, I feel like this year is going to be worse than that last year. I don't know why. I, I just I just have this gut, like there's this pent-up frustration, you know, with inflation and all these things. Oh, man, I, I just feel like the next six weeks, six to eight weeks are going to be a nightmare for some folk. I feel sorry for anybody on the front line. I feel sorry for cashiers. Oh, God, I feel sorry for cashiers. Um, I feel sorry for people in perishable departments, you know, like produce departments and like uh, meat departments and dairy. Boy, woo. those people need our support right now because it's about to get ugly as hell. And if you're in an area where, like, there's only one store in town or whatnot, mm, oh, it gets worse, 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 worse. Um, and, you know, because people want what they want. But people also, too, don't prepare. You know, it, it would make sense that if we were out of cranberry sauce last year, you should probably already have bought it by now. But no, you're going to wait. You're going to be like, oh, COVID's done and the, the supply chain issues. You don't watch the news or anything. And nope, we're going to be out earlier. Guaranteed. Uh, Hybrid says, I get to help set up the new store in Anderson, South Carolina, starting next month. So I won't have customers till February. Oh, that's nice. That's that's extremely close to my neck of the woods, sir. I'm basically in between Anderson and Mad Dog's old store. <coughs> but yeah, so good good for you, Hybrid. You get you get to you get to dodge Christmas. Wow. Uh, Sean says, I got my Sara Lee pumpkin pie the day after Christmas. No playing games. That's the way it should be. Be prepared. Um, Hero says, quick check in the chat. Anyone know about the brown and serve rolls in the bag with the tin pan? The local supplier went out of business two years ago, and there's literally Facebook pages devoted to people looking for them. Guess what? They ain't going to get them. I know what you're talking about. You guys, like when you would go to like your grandparents or there was like a, um, they were like the little muffin looking rolls that had like the four lines in the top. Um, everybody had them. They, they were kind of puffy looking. But, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, a uh, that was a staple for years. Haven't had them, not going to get them. They're dead and gone. And these people are ready to fight and they will, they will swear. They will swear that they bought some like six months ago. No, they did not. No, you didn't. Oh, hybrid. You may or may not be transferring to Anderson. Is that correct? Kings Hawaiian all the way. King Russell. King Hawaiian has my vote. Um, what is it? Uh, Sister Schubert. Um, yeast rolls that you buy in Frozen. Those are pretty good too. Yeah, Hawaiian rolls, absolutely. Um, but you know, some bakeries, like you know, in grocery stores, have really, really good rolls. Really, really good rolls. But you got to get them fresh, obviously, like anything else. But you know. Adria, I guess, you know, from judging by your post history or whatnot, you work grocery, can confirm it's going to be, um, it's going to be rough. I mean, Godspeed. It's, um, it's going to be bad. Um, Russell, I've had that. Uh, it is up to par, but it was kind of spongy, I thought. And it had more of a pineapple flavor than, King's Hawaiian. King's Hawaiian, I mean, it's got King in the title, so it wins, period. But, yeah, I mean, the the Nature Zone was not bad. Not bad at all. 
Um, Wegman, see, I'm in the South, Sean. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have the pleasure of Wegmans or Wawa's. But yeah, really be keeping grocery workers in your thoughts over the next, well, for the rest of the year. Because you've got Thanksgiving dinners, you've got Christmas dinners, Christmas parties, then you're going to have New Year's Eve parties and stuff like that. Yeah, man. They, they need all the support you can get. Um, this segment will be the carb comments. Yes. Hey, I like good bread. I don't care. You know, it, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting topic. It wasn't, you know, something that was really going to fill up a full hour, you know, but it opens up conversation into all different kinds of customers and whatnot. But I think, you know, um, Adrian, I think, it might have been you. It might have been somebody else. Somebody had talked about doing an entire episode on Thanksgiving in grocery stores, and that's probably something that um, maybe I'll do next week. I've got to check and see. I've got uh, a guest that was supposed to come on in the next couple of weeks. I got to make sure it doesn't cross over. But you know, if you work in grocery, this time of year is not fun at all, and you know it can be fun from a work standpoint. If you have a job where, you know, um, you're, you're replenishing freight and things like that, you know, the stuff that you can kind of have a little bit of fun with, you know, but when you're in like a, a situation where if you're cutting meat or you're cutting proto produce and stuff like that, you know, in real time, you know, for trays and things like that, man, I, I feel for those folks because, you know, you're going to get these orders for fruit trays and, and meat and deli trays and all the, this mess. And God forbid, you know, one of these customers that have shopped there for 25 years comes in and, you know, one piece of fruit looks wrong. Everybody in the world is going to know about it. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's just crazy. Oh, hybrid. You got to test the spy glasses for Black Friday. Also, hybrid. Let me know if you want to transfer to Anderson. There, there's there's lot, lots of places I can um, tell you about that you would enjoy. Um, Hero says, anybody else ever get the coupons toward a turkey from their employer? I've only got it from one. I got it from at home. We got a turkey voucher. That was it. That's the only place I ever got a free turkey. Um, <laughs> Russell says, you should go to a store and buy Thanksgiving dinner the day before. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Real bad. Oh, oh. You know, it, it's, but, you know, I've worked on Thanksgiving in grocery. And, you know, of course, the store closes early. But uh, Thanksgiving Day is actually not bad. The, you know, what you've got then is a whole bunch of last minute, oh, shit, I forgot the rolls, or oh, shit, I forgot a dessert kind of thing. <clears throat> but that, that week prior and week of, ooh, boy. People be ready to damn fight. You know, I'm waiting this year to actually see a fist fight between customers over something like cranberry sauce. I really, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see. I mean, I've seen two grown women fight over one piece of scrapbook paper. Surely I can see two grown people fight over cranberry sauce. I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't. Very. Agreed. Brace yourself for this week. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's about to turn the corner. I mean, we're, we're ramping up to it and we're seeing sell through stuff, but you know, when you get down to the wire, because I mean, face it, I mean, look at the economy and look at, you know, people living paycheck to paycheck and stuff like that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that might not be able to get the stuff for Thanksgiving to like the paycheck that week. And, oh, you say, same bags of stuffing, Pepperidge Farms. Oh, that was bad. That was real bad. Um, feel your pain. Um, but you know it, it's that's the other thing is you know you've got you've got people you know with financial issues. They 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 might be budgeting and they might not cannot get stuff for Thanksgiving until the week of. And bless their hearts, if that's the case, they're they're out of luck. It's, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be the Thanksgiving that you envision, you know. <coughs> um, Russell says the fruit bowl, bowls are flying off the shelf. Where are you at now, Russell? Are you in a grocery store now too? Yes, fruit bowls. Fruit trays, vegetable trays, whole nine yards. And 
and here's the other thing about that. It really is the most genius thing a grocery store has ever come up with. Um, fruit bars, melon bars, things like that. You know, case in point, you can go buy, and I'm just using a random number because I'm sure the prices are off, but you can go buy a whole package of celery for, let's say, a buck twenty-nine. But you can cut that up and put it in a little plastic container and sell it for damn near $5. And people will buy that because they're lazy and they're scared to use knives. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen, but at the same time, it's genius. Grocery stores have capitalized on lazy, and people go for it. They don't even care. They can't be bothered using a knife at home, and they will pay double and triple the price for a vegetable that somebody else cut. It is the dumbest shit ever, but it, it's just genius. It is just genius. That That is more, that's almost as genius as Goodwill. I mean, shit, that, that's damn near the same. I mean, you know, at least Goodwill, they don't pay anything for their merchandise, right? But, I mean, you, you figure a buck ninety nine for a thing of celery, God only knows what the cost on that is, maybe half. But you're turning around and selling a less amount in a cup for because people are lazy? Man, that, that's where these people got rich, is people figured out that you can make money on the lazy. And And, you know, now that I say that, I knew this a long time ago, back, way back. Um, I think it would be probably somewhere around the early 90s um, when I was working for Office Max. My brother-in-law and I had this idea, well, hey, why don't we start a service charging people to put together their ready-to-assemble furniture? And just to kind of talk about, like, the, the celery thing, your most simple, basic office chair that if you've put together takes about 10 minutes tops. We would charge people $30 to put those things together and get it hand over fist. And it literally take like seven minutes. You know, people are paying for convenience and they're paying because they're lazy. I, I, it's crazy. Um, just insane. Uh, Sean says they're not paying those workers anymore to cut that seller either. Uh, no. <laughs> but, you know, um, Howard says probably Black Friday, Christmas. Aha. But, yeah, and Russell the Prophet is extreme. Um, Adrian says, I have seen a woman take a can of pumpkin out of another woman's hands. I'm kind of looking for it this year. This is going to be fun. I, I, like I said, I don't have any basis on this. I don't have like any inside information or anything like that. I just have this feeling that this year is going to be worse than last year. And last year was not a walk in the park at all. I mean, it was insane. Um, Hira says, I'm going to put this out there. If you walk into a place at the holidays and demand, they make you a custom fruit, vegetable, meat, et cetera, tray right then you are Satan and crazy. Don't be crazy. Satan agree, but it's going to happen. I want my fruit tray. That's an inside joke. And, uh, but yeah, that shit happens. And, but, but you know, and here's the crazy thing. You look at inflation right now. Look at how much shit's went up. And God, the profit margins are going to be through the roof in perishable goods for the rest of the year. There's going to be some rich fuckers out there. So I don't know. I mean, so, you know, keep your thoughts with the grocery folks because the next, from now till January 1st, it's not going to be fun. And then the other thing people don't understand too is like if you work in a produce department or a meat department or a place that does trays, things like that, football in the South. Oh, Lord. You know, if it's a home game, your fruit trays and your vegetable trays just sell out constantly. Just constantly. I mean, and, and it's insane. And and I feel for those those folks because, I mean, that, that takes a lot. It really does. You know, they'll make a bunch of, you know, pre-made trays in the deli or, or whatnot, and they think they got enough, and they turn around, and boom, they're all gone. And you're like, what the fuck, man? You know. Um, oh, Sean says, can we talk about people that walk into a subline at the grocery store and have an order for a party? Call ahead, man. Yep, see, that, that kind of shit sucks, too. That that and and those customers they don't feel bad about it. Those customers do not feel bad about coming in and placing this huge order when they got a line of people behind them that they're just there to get lunch. 
That is some bullshit. Um, yep, you're correct, Russell. Shoot me a message. Where? Shoot me a message on Facebook. Where are you working now? You never told me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's insanity is what it is. So, all right. So, we're sitting at about 50 minutes. And like I've said before, what we're going to do is every show we're going to close out on the question of the week. And the question of the week, you know, I tie in to whatever topic we're going to have. And so the question of the week this week was, how do you think customers that feel like they have been, have some stroke or say so in the business you work at based on their belief that they have shopped there since God was a child should be dealt with? The ones who waltz into the back rooms, say they know the manager, et cetera. Well, this week's winner, Patricia Hutchins. She says, I had one like that. She complained about every change, went to every department and told them how they could do things better, acted like she was an authority to other customers. One day while she was in full rant mode, I told her we were hiring and maybe she should apply. Then I walked away. She never spoke to me again. Legend. Legend. What's up, throat punch? Hey, man, there's always a replay. You're good. But yeah, so like, you know, the, the question of the week there. You know, that's not a bad thing. If you can get away with asking a customer, saying, hey, or telling a customer, hey, we're hiring. You want an app? You, 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 you think you can make some changes? Here, come on. We'll pay you minimum wage. Come deal with us. Let's go. You know, so, but, uh, yes, Adria, um, probably an episode next week on grocery and the holidays and Thanksgiving. Um, and you know, it's not really grocery either. I mean, Dollar Tree, Russell and I can vouch for this, uh, aluminum pans, easy foil pans. Oh my God. You know, paper products, all those kind of things. Um, same Russell, same. I absolutely love what I do. Love it. You know, um, I'm still grumpy from time to time, but not near as grumpy as I used to be. I promise. And plus I got to grow my hair out. So that's cool. Um, and actually I can't really take credit for that because hero was the one who convinced me to grow my hair out. So, but it's, uh, it, I, I do love my job. Um, you know, I started out in that business to begin with and it's, uh, it, I, Hey, I have a good time. I, I've got a good crew. I work with, we have a blast. So that makes it go by quicker. Um, I was not grumpy with you. Well, yeah, actually it was. Cause you know what? I knew when I was in training throw punch that I was going to hate it. <laughs> I knew. And I'm like, why did I do this? And it took me a couple of years to realize that when somebody asks you, well, what do you like most about your job? And all you can answer is how much money you make. It ain't for you. You did make it fun. You, you, you were great. You, you, you deserve better. Let me just say that. Oh, you a fantastic employee. Fantastic. Um, and knowledgeable and you got a really big hand that if you throw punch somebody, they're probably going to collapse and die. So you'd be great loss prevention too. But yeah, so um, you just crossed 14 years. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but if you still enjoy it, bro, hey, man, you you keep doing you. It really comes down to what makes you happy. And if you're happy with it, cool. Keep on keeping on. It's all good. And uh, it just took me a long time to figure out where I needed to be. And I'm not saying where I'm at is where I need to be, but I'm saying where I'm at makes me a lot happier than anywhere else I've been for a while. Oh, and Hero says, Steve never mentions he gets to spend most of his time sorting stuff in the back with Hero. That's true. I, I Look, this is, this is a, a real phenomenon, okay? I, I guess I'm lucky. I, I don't know. Hero and I have been asked, how do you stand working with your spouse? And we're kind of like, huh? Well, we kind of like each other, you know. And it's and it seems like a foreign thing. People people act like, oh my god, I can't believe you work with your husband or your wife. Like it's a bad thing. Here is my best friend. Yeah, you know, always has been. So, you know, I've known her a very long time. Um, it's great working with her. And my son works there now. So, I, I'm cool, man. You know, think about it this way, working in retail, you know, we've said before, uh, you have to kind of treat your staff like a family because you spend more time with them than your actual family. Well, guess what? I get to spend time with my family at work and at home. 
Well, you know, a lot of y'all out there that can say that. It's the best of both worlds. I enjoy my job. I'm working with my family. Then I get to go home to my family. I might not make a lot of money, but I'm pretty fucking rich. Just from that alone. And, you know, never had that before. Life hack. <laughs> yeah, true. Ira says you don't just get paid in money. We get paid in work-life balance. If you're happy where you work and enjoy life, then that's worth more than most wages. Yeah. Thank you, throw punch. Um, but but it's it's awesome. And, and, uh, and it's unfortunate there's so many couples out there who can't stand each other that they, they can't stand the thought of, oh, my God, you're working with your spouse, but then you spend all your time out. I mean, you know, my, my wife's pretty cool. Okay. Her husband's kind of cool too. So, you know, it's, it's all right. But I mean, look at that. I mean, that's kind of like she just said, life hack. You know, I've got great friends that I work with that I've made. I've got my best friend that I work with and I get to come home with my best friend. I get to eat lunch with my best friend. I mean, come on, man. What more is there? There, you can't put a price on that. Sorry. It's, I highly recommend it. If you love your spouse and, and y'all work well together, do it. It's kind of cool. But obviously there's that whole other thing. You've got to be on the same level. One of you can't be the other one's boss and all that other bullshit. Um, plot twist. Many years ago, I was her boss. So there. Um, Sean says, if you're ever told you're a family and are given pizza over pay raises, run. Yes. Yes. Correct. So having said that, uh, everybody have a great evening. Once again, keep myself, Russell, Hero, Adria, all in your thoughts for the next few weeks because it's not going to be easy, but we will prevail. We'll be fine. Um, we'll pass along any interesting stories or interesting situations that happen. So, um, also to just let everybody know, I still plan on doing an episode black Friday to recap any kind of nonsense that goes on. But I think this year is probably the year we get to say black Friday's over because everybody's so scared about the money they're losing and whatnot. Black Friday evidently started November 1st. So, I mean, the day itself is losing some oomph. Um, so we'll see. And hopefully this year, you know, we won't have a whole lot to discuss, you know, and, uh, hybrid, if you've got the spy glasses for black Friday, send me some footage. Love to incorporate that. So, Having said that, everybody, have a, oh, no problem, Adria. And Blaine Tag's bingo card is awesome. And, you know, I can't give enough credit to that individual. Uh, he's a great writer. Um, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about a lot of things. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, every opportunity that I have to promote it to serving times, I do because it's great stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. So, Having said that, thank you everyone for hanging out tonight. When I upload, when I finish the upload on all this or what, I'm actually going to try to timestamp it and have some other things with it. Like I said, all the articles that I skirted over at the very beginning, the links will be in the description of the video. So go check them out because some of them, when you read them, especially the Walmart one about why people are broke, man, it's crazy. So having said that, everybody have a great evening. Stay safe for the next couple of months. Stay safe during the holidays, and we will see you next time.